Hello, everybody, and welcome to Almost Focused. I'm Nathaniel. I'm Matt. And uh, tonight we are blessed with the presence of uh, a man from across the world, Colton Onderwater. Uh, I, I tried very hard to not say that in German because I wanted to say Onderwasser. Uh, oh, that's, that's fine. It has Dutch origins, so, you know. Oh, well, then here you go. Nice. All right. I was in the right ballpark. So, uh, Colton, before we get started, why don't you give yourself just a, a quick intro? Yeah, hi. Uh, I'm Colton. Uh, so I run uh, Beartooth Studios in Perth, West Australia, and also contribute to GameCloud and write reviews and stuff of like that for that. And yeah, so pretty much I've just been working throughout the year making games for Beartooth Independent Games, and that's what I do, just make games. You're also a podcaster. Yeah, we, we saw uh, Yeah, so I did, that, I did that for a while, yeah, and then... Um, Things just got way too hectic because I did it with a couple of other local developers here in Perth, Australia. So oh, it got yeah. really, really busy between us. So we haven't been able to do that for a while. But cool. yeah, they like do a, a couple of Like a three-way crunch time? Like everyone had crunch? Yeah, yeah. Especially, it was pretty much my fault in particular with uh, Arbalus. I was doing a lot of showcases with it around the place. So oh, I yeah. had to really crunch for that. Yeah. And Arbalest uh, is the title you've been working on. That's the like your current release, I think. It's it's just come out it's on December. Uh, yeah yeah i didn't really have a set release date for it so okay. i kind of finished it and then i thought all right cool now I can just put it up um so i'm pretty much going around i'm flying out to adelaide next month to promote it and that's pretty much what i'm doing now and doing the whole green light thing and stuff so i'm just going around to places bars and stuff like that and showing it off to people and that's pretty much where it's at now cool so yeah. so yeah you're doing green light because you want to do more development on it is that the idea there or um or is yeah, it like well, as part of just an indie release kind of idea yeah it's part of the indie release i'm pretty much like at the moment i'm kind of done with it mm -hmm. so i'm pretty comfortable mm -hmm. with the with the iteration that it's at now but you know if uh, if i if i ever come up with a good idea or something like that down the track then definitely um i'll develop more on it but i'm kind of starting a few other projects at the moment now but cool. um so so my yeah, understanding was... and this might be wrong of Greenlight was that it was for people getting projects into early access but can you also green light a, a done game that's in development yeah, yeah so i didn't know sure. that either um, that's actually really cool yeah, okay. i had no idea yeah that's it yeah. that's a good thing to know <laughs> <laughs> yeah no you can definitely do it in done development um so it's already like i already released it on a couple of indie platforms so you know you deserve as itch.io and stuff like that yeah and then um the green light route i wasn't quite sure if i was going to do that or not because um I learned that it's kind of a different market base than what the game is aimed at. I'll go into that later, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, I thought, what's the harm in doing that? You know, more promotions, more promotion. So I just whipped up a quick trailer and just chucked it up there and see, saw what happened. Yeah, I mean, they, so, they yeah. make it so easy to sort of hop into that process. Why not take yeah. advantage of it? Yeah. So before we get into distribution, though, we should talk a little bit about Aeroblast, what Aeroblast is. Um, yeah. Because Nathaniel and I have been playing it a little bit, and obviously you've been working on it for a while. So do you want to describe it? 
Um, yeah, sure. So pretty much it's a top-down multiplayer space shooter, kind of like Asteroids, except a lot more colorful and a lot more chaotic, I guess. Um, yeah, originally I developed... chaotic is a good term. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Originally I developed as a party game, like just between me and a couple developers, you know, just something I would like bring to like play-up events, uh, what we have here in Perth, where a bunch of developers will make a game and then we'll all meet up at a house party and then kind of play each other's games. And then that's what it was for. I wasn't really intending on making it a big project. And then, um, yeah, it just got received really, really well in that environment. So I thought, yeah, this is something that you could definitely make. Like, So, um, so you have a group really of fun. other developers you get together with, and you guys make yeah, party yeah, games so, and play them? Yeah, so once a, once a month, yeah. That's we've got, really like, a Facebook cool. Group for all developers in Perth. Yeah, we've got a really, really um, awesome, close community here in uh, Perth, Australia. So, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So I was actually going to ask that. We did a little a little pre-interview chat, and I you mentioned you were in Perth. And one of the questions I did have just about where you are is, yeah. is there this community? And it sounds like there is. So uh, maybe, yeah. maybe just real briefly, a little little off-topic. Yeah, I know. Maybe, maybe talk about that uh, a little bit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so getting into game development, I wasn't really aware like what indie gaming was and the indie scene and all that kind of stuff. So I was actually really, really surprised because it's the most isolated city in the world. And um, I was really surprised just how many people actually are involved in development here in Australia. In fact, um, the recent Let's Make... Uh, but is it Global Game Jam? That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. The recent Global Game Jam, we actually had to add two venues, and they were both like packed out with developers. In, in Perth or in Australia? Yeah, in Perth. Yeah. Oh wow! So yeah. For the amount of people here, it's actually quite a high concentration of developers. So That's yeah, cool. it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty much. Um, it's on its way to thriving, and actually, like, there's a lot of potential here, but a whole bunch of outside factors from government funding to like. Well, I know there's the some industry weird laws around games in australia too right there's some yeah like not so much games it's the fact that 100 percent of our funding like recently got cut from the uh federal budget and also uh, okay perth is a kind of city where if you're not working in arts or entertainment you could actually make a lot of money in mining and construction so those are a lot more um desirable avenues so we've mm -hmm. got a lot of hobby game developers but none that are really willing to pursue it full-time that are making and those that are they have a tendency it. to go over research something like that so yeah gotcha yeah, one of my favorite uh, YouTubers, Yahtzee Croshaw, is Australian. He's, mm. he's in Australia. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, that's that's the only real person from there I follow. But it's cool to hear you guys have like a really active <laughs> developer community. You said you did two locations for Global Game Jam. We had another guy on a little while ago, Damien, who mentioned uh, Game Jams as well, sort of as being like a big center point. And you mentioned Arbalest sort of came from that environment so like the... uh no not uh, not necessarily global glaive jam but yeah definitely that environment definitely the whole developers meeting together and kind of playing each other games and stuff like that yeah so did they give you, you like know, similar, mechanical similar guidance? Environment, I would say. sorry did they give you like mechanical guidance and were they like hey what if you did this or was it just you would go home and iterate a little bit and come back with something oh no, yeah so mostly they just confirmed that this is definitely something to work on like the mechanics were all there like the fast movement things and mm -hmm. the ships bouncing off each other like that was all there and they kind of opened my eyes to like what i should really be focusing on and like what the strengths of the game were so for instance the whole ships bouncing off each other that was something that i just chucked in like last minute like i didn't think that was going to be a big thing and then that, that turned was out to be one of the main focal points 
that was something we commented on as being a pretty f- yeah. really fun part of the game where you're like you yeah, just yeah, get yeah. into these like collisions where people just be flying around the yeah. screen and endless cycles of them yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so that became a main focal point of the game so you know i had levels with like obstacles and mazes and stuff like that and then they were like no you just you can't have that like so i just stripped it back as much as i could and just simplified it as much as i could and then kind of focus on the things that made it strong so yeah you've you've mentioned a couple of game mechanics right you mentioned really fast movement which we both commented on we were playing the collisions um so talk a little bit about the mechanics of the game like there's clearly a few things that sort of separate it from other games of this of like the style right of these like like the top down party shooters yeah so maybe talk a little bit about that all right so pretty much coming into the game from a design perspective i wanted two things i wanted you know, kind of controlled chaos and simplicity. So simplicity as in anybody can pick up the games and there's literally two inputs, steer and shoot, and that's all you need to worry about. That's all you need to do. So that was um, one thing. And then another thing was a controlled chaos. So I wanted it being a party game. I didn't necessarily, like there's a level of skill that you can acquire as in strategy, as in when to shoot, like, because it's very easy to trigger power-ups and stuff like that. So kind of holding your trigger finger back and things like that, like that was in there, but... Kind of wanted to be like four people if they got into the game and they never played the game before, if they could still get a grasp on the game and kind of just go at it. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of what the mechanics were based around. So that's kind of a want to make it seemingly random and uncontrollable. But so, at the so same like time, hand, you played it. Like chaos is a viable strategy. So if you're coming yeah, in button yeah. mashing, you're going to mess up someone who has a set plan yeah. that they're doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But on the other hand, if you could kind of hold hold yourself back and have some self-control, they could strategically aim your power-ups and whatnot as right. well. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting hearing you talk about simplicity because something I said while we were playing and then you mentioned a design aspect that totally kind of changed my perspective. I was thinking, uh, yeah. like, it would be great if it was twin stick, right? If, it, if the shooting yeah. was a second stick. But then you were like, I just wanted there to be two inputs, steer and shoot. And it's interesting because the twin stick actually provides a third level of input, right? It's another, yeah. you have to angle which direction you're shooting with that that second stick. So it's really cool to hear you say that and kind of have, like, my thought about the d- game design change. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and also I think that the, the two inputs thing leads to, when I was playing at least, when you're trying to shoot someone, like a lot of times you're just firing bullets off in the air random, but when you're trying to shoot someone, you really feel like you are gunning for them because yeah. you have to aim yeah, your yeah, ship exactly. at them. You kind of have to and dive. fly at, at them. them. Yeah. <laughs> so I, like, yeah, that's exactly, what I was yeah. getting out of it. Something that, um, so I, I checked out your Steam Greenlight and was looking at some of the comments and stuff. Yeah. And I saw a lot of people being like, oh, this looks really fun and blah, 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 and uploading. And then I saw a couple people sort of being like, oh, you need better graphics. And yeah. one of the things that I thought really looking at it, we popped it on. I was like, you know what this reminds me of is South Park a little bit. And <laughs> I, I actually, I wanted you to talk about the art style because it seems like online it's maybe a little bit divisive, but I, I really like it. I think it's very, yeah, um, for sure. it's got a lot of really cool, it, it's like a, it's like a paper mechanic, right? Like, like almost like the curt, like, a yeah, like arts or... and crafts. It feels like a, it has oh, this yeah, really cool arts definitely. and crafts feel. So maybe, did you do the art? Did you get somebody to do it? Um, yeah, I'll talk about that in a sec. I just need to grab a water. So oh, yeah, I'm go sorry. for it. Oh, yeah, go for sure. it. We'll take a quick break. Oh, seems nice. Yeah. I like him. I'm feeling nervous, I think. He's doing fine. He's doing great. I think this is a... Don't pause the timer. Fuck no. All right. Yeah. Pause. 
<laughs> Fuck no. Yeah, I'll pause it. No, I, he seems like a, a very nice, uh, interested guy. I like him. So. <laughs> We're going to leave that in the cast, too. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Welcome back. Sorry about that. Hey. How you doing? Hold on. I got to. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, yeah. Tell us so a little I, bit about the art style of your game. Who, yeah, no who did probably. it? So, the art style. Um, so, I started this game. I started working on it as soon as I graduated from my studies at um, SAEQ. Doing, what did a you study? Interactive. Uh, I, I got one of those degrees in interactive entertainment, those video game degrees or whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, so I got a degree interactive in that. Entertainment. So That's we're from America, name. so we don't know what your guys' degree system is like, unless it's okay. exactly like ours. Yeah, it's pretty much, yeah, it's a university. Oh, okay, okay. Except it's a private university. Yeah, so I studied there for two years, kind of get me in the door to game. Uh, because actually prior to this, I was into music, and yeah. I kind of wanted to get into video games and kind of explore that art form and see what it was, so that's why I studied. Did you do the music Anyways. for Arbalest? Uh, no, I actually got a guy that I met at a game jam. He offered to do it for free. So I like know, it like, a lot. Yeah, the, like I'm really the track's really good. Like he was, yeah, yeah, he was really excited about the game itself, and he just wanted to work on it. So yeah, he was a really talented guy. Daisy Ale Studios, I believe. So you should look that up. But yeah, so back to the art style. Uh, a friend that I studied with, she was a really, really good two uh, D artist. And um, the game was pretty much cubes and triangles shooting each other at the time, and I just had no idea what I wanted to what I wanted the game to look like. So I hired her um, to kind of just do some concept art for me, and she just pretty much sent me like you know ten, fifteen drawings of screenshots, and then uh, one of them was yeah that whole paper uh, theme thing. It looked a little different, and I thought, oh wow, this is really cool. Yeah. It's and then I went off and I did the assets and stuff like that. And there originally I was going for a 3D origami sort of feel. Okay, yeah. yeah. So they're all three so they're all three D models and whatnot. And then um when I put it into the game it just looked like absolute crap. So I thought, you know, I traced over them in Photoshop like the actual three D models and that's kind of how it evolved. And then in, as I was making the power ups the art style became less like uh about the lighting and stuff like that with the sharp low poly curves and more and more abstract with like tesselating triangles and that's kind of how it's developed. yeah so, yeah, yeah. Well, def- and you can definitely see that in the explosion when like when a ship explodes mm. and the, yeah. the explosion has all these like intricate triangles but like a lot of almost looks like uh particle physics yeah yeah so that's... yeah yeah no that was all yeah made using the particle system with yeah pretty much 2d sprites kind of just flying out yeah yeah that's an interesting so about um some of the particle stuff right because it does it does give if it's not particle system it uh, you know and i don't i'm my game knowledge at this point's a little limited <laughs> but uh <laughs> you know it, it it looks very much like um it looks really cool the explosions are really neat there's one uh where it looks almost like a growing sun kind of explosion. Yeah. Um, uh, some of those are really, really cool. And it, I don't know. It's just really interesting to to get this. So you, you hand traced over 3D models to get some of that feel. Uh, the ships originally. Yeah. The ships. And everything okay. else. I, yeah. 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 So that's how it all started. And I kind of thought, oh, this is pretty cool. So. Essentially, yeah, just do a quick sketch up of like a explosion or something like that because I do quite a bit of work with uh, particles and Unity and whatnot. So you know, I used to drawing like fireballs and crap like that, and yeah. then um, I did a quick sketch up of all that, and I would just like just put triangles over them and then kind of color them as I saw fit. So that's kind of how it went. And this is a Unity game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How do you like Unity? 
Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's an uh, engine that I work with mostly. I do, um, I'm do. i doing quite a bit of work with Unreal as well, but definitely for the smaller indie stuff that's kind of low on graphics, it's definitely the way engine to, engine to use, I reckon. Like, it's pretty easy to pick up and pretty... And there's a lot to dive into as well, like once when you know how to get through the back door and stuff like that. Like so. So, so you had mentioned that you, you know, you work on other games. Um, uh, is Arbalest your first game or your first indie release, or do you have other stuff that you work on? Uh, yeah. So this is my first proper indie release. Yeah. Every other game were you know projects at school and whatnot. Um, so this is definitely the first game straight out of uni. I kind of started working on this. Um, there's a couple of games that I made with some people from game jams and stuff like that, but they don't really go anywhere. One of them is kind of just sitting there at the moment and then everybody just is off doing their own thing. So we might revisit that later. Um, and then I got my own projects as well that I'm kind of starting on this week, um, since the release of Arbalest. So can you give us yeah. a little, a little, uh, yeah, uh, you seem excited uh, about them. What, what do you, yeah, what's yeah. next? So it's, uh, still, still very, very early. I'm kind of need to make it, make the prototype to see if it will work or not. But, um, it's kind of a 3D platformer, except really, really fast paced. And, uh, what's the, how do I describe this? Yeah, very fluid. So you get a game like Super Meat Boy, the platformer, <laughs> yeah. all your jumps and all your moves are very, very deliberate and have to be very, very well-timed. Whereas this one, I kind of want to make it more rhythm. So you're just going through the level and you're not even thinking. You're just like jumping from platform to platform to platform and it's really, really fast. And I want to make it really fluid and almost meditative, if you know what I mean. That, and kind of just like bouncing around. That sounds kind of like, um, what is that game called? Bit Trip Radio? I don't know. I don't think tried that one. Do you have an influence that you can think of for that kind of meditative platforming experience? Um, I guess like like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Picture runners. Yeah, yeah. So definitely that, and um, uh, even um, audio games like you know the rhythm, the rhythm, the rhythm music games and stuff like like that, or something like that. So like maybe like DDR or something like that kind of yeah yeah or um what's that game uh, i think it's called dry it or something like that uh-huh that yeah, as yeah. Well. yeah um yeah so things like that yeah something that's cool so you brought it up twice now right with arbalest you really like the fast pace of arbalest and then mm. this new sort of new idea you're talking about is is a big thing with speed it's cool do you have um you know as you're starting to like develop a an approach to these games do you have any like game mechanics that you, you know, obviously you said speed in both of these that you kind of want to explore yeah. like over time. It's kind uh, of an open-ended question, but yeah. just like, what do yeah, you, yeah. you know, sure. what you're sort of thinking about game mechanics and what's your favorite design thing to think about? Yeah. I guess that's what I'm trying yeah. to get at. Yeah. Design thing. Uh, probably, I guess I just, um, yeah, sorry. It's very open-ended question. Kind of <laughs> it's super vague. I'm just kind of, yeah. I, I, it's interesting to hear I kind mean, of yeah and and nathaniel pointed out speed i mean that was something you mentioned in both of these but but a speed that you can control it seems like is that yeah yeah no that's exactly it yeah so i guess it's kind of thing like you're 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 like kind of you feel like the game is kind of out of control and that anybody watching it like they think well like this guy would have no idea like what he's doing in the game but yet you're like zoned in you're in that zen zone i guess where you're just yeah you're kind of just focused on the game and you get this tunnel vision and you're just like flying through it, and I guess like so how that's the, kind like of how the early Sonics felt. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, that's exactly it. Early that's Sonic. a cool yeah. parallel. No, no. I had that. That actually yeah. really, I think, applies. Yeah. Arbalest has that kind of like 
yeah. mayhem where you're you're just barely by the seat if, of your pants. If you're controller. watching it, you were like, "What is going on?" <laughs> yeah, but if I, you're playing it, you're like, "No, no, no, no! I, I got, got this. this. Yeah. I know what's going on." Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, I have, um, yeah, cause, yeah, I'm definitely like, I'm glad you mentioned early Sonic. Yeah, because games like that, like, they almost had this meditative feel for me. Like, I would just be in there, and uh, and then I would have no idea how I'm traversing these levels. Like, the ones you, you mentioned, you mentioned Meat Boy too. It's just like these games where. You're, you're flying through it, and you feel like a such a badass. That makes me think it. of the Tony Hawk yeah. games. I don't know if that's sure. at all in this vein, but Tony Hawk is the same way where it's like, after a half hour of Tony Hawk, you're just like, the fuck did I just do? How in the hell <laughs> yeah, did I yeah. pull that off? I don't. No, sure, I just hit like sure. 47 buttons in three seconds right, and, right. and scored a billion points, and I have no, I could not tell you what I did. Uh, <laughs> so a, 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 a brutal segue, and we still need that sound effect yeah, from do. Emma because it's. It, I don't know if you've listened, but brutal segues are our thing. Uh, very, very metal clad. I wanted to ask about your website and and who did that because it's really nice. And uh, oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was all Squarespace. So I have oh. I have no like web development background. So, okay, yeah, just, it's very uh, pretty. I liked it a lot. So yeah. there's a little no, Squarespace no, endorsement. I guess this is a podcast. Yeah, yeah, there you uh, go. yeah. a Squarespace deal. <laughs> <laughs> if we get lucky, uh, definitely definitely recommend it. Super super easy to work with, and yeah, it costs next to nothing. So you know. And talk yeah. a little bit about Beartooth now. You mentioned them super early. Uh, so yeah, what is Beartooth? All right, so Beartooth is pretty much a studio I run. So um, uh, should I go into how it all started or whatnot? Well, uh, first, or... I mean, it's a studio that you run. Uh, yeah. What does that mean? I mean, that's uh, – I don't so even know what that means. Uh, it's I, – I am Beartooth. So Beartooth Studio is just the <laughs> – That's an amazing yeah, sense. It's, 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 I it's am Beartooth. <laughs> <laughs> you sound so hardcore right now. I love it. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's just, it's just the games that I make myself, my own personal projects and stuff like that, and then I'll just release it under under that studio. So yeah, yeah. So I how did it come about? Days. Now, now we can uh, go into history. Yeah. <laughs> we have the right, sentence right. synopsis. So you are I'm thinking, how far... <laughs> I'm thinking how far back I should go. Well, okay. So before I go got way into, back, uh... way, way, way back. back before <laughs> before I even got into video game development. <laughs> Before I even got into video game development, I uh, was into music and, you know, especially the metal, hardcore, punk scene and sort of, sort of all that. So, um, do you play and, anything? And, uh, yeah, so I play guitar. Yeah, nice. And then um, I play drums. So uh, I play bass. Wait, yeah. so let's just we can get this started. Oh, yeah, 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 out let's, later. Let's start something. Let's, let's do a metal band. But, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in that uh, vein of music, especially punk and hardcore, there's this very uh, strong DIY ethic. Absolutely. So, you know, if you want to make, yeah. So if you want to make a name for yourself or whatever, then you know, do it yourself. And especially in Perth, where in these industries, there's really not a lot going on. So you know, if you want to be a video game developer, you got to start it for yourself. So coming out of coming out of uni, university. You know, a lot of people think, all right, what do I do now with my degree? And then that's kind of where that all kicked in. You know, I was exposed to the indie scene. And the indie scene here especially has very, very similar characteristics to the punk and hardcore scene. Hmm. In terms of, you know, just do it yourself and put yourself out there. And if you want to make make something, make it yourself. And that's kind of what my ethos was going out of this. I thought, you know, I want to work in an indie studio. Like, what's the easiest or, like, what's the most direct way I could do that? I'm like, well, I'll start one myself. So yeah. that's kind of how I did it. Yeah. So, so one thing we've we've heard talking to indie developers, it seems like the the game jams are not so much a place to 
uh, develop new ideas, but actually like meet people in the indie scene. Do yeah. you want to talk about like how the game jams have helped you? You know. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, um, especially this one that I recently went to uh, this year. Uh, yeah, I met some really, really awesome guys. You know, because we got a couple of uh, couple of universities doing these video game courses and whatnot, and you know. Um, and it's up for debate how useful they are. But um, a lot of indie developers here, they're actually lect lecturers at these universities, my housemate being one of them. And um, yeah, so we went, met up the, the game jams and a bunch of lecturers and their students, like the top students that recently graduated, they were all together in teams and stuff like that. And we actually formed a team of nine developers and like <laughs> made this really, really, yeah, yeah, it was huge. Like, cause we were all hanging out beforehand and we went to split up into groups and we're like, like we all like clicked really, really well. We got along together and stuff. So we thought, you know, let's just see what's the worst that could happen. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it actually turned out really, really, really good. Like we had a really, really solid workflow throughout the 48 hours. You know, the main problem being is that like it, it cramming it all together at the end kind of kind of stuffs us up because we had that many people. But yeah, even still, like I'm still working with these guys, and we definitely we like meet up like every every couple months and just see how each other's games are going and stuff like that. Cool. And it's definitely like. It's what got me involved in the community for sure. Like these play up events I was mentioning before, these parties where you bring your games together and stuff. Like they're all people that I met at the game jams and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. So I guess to our audience, if you want to be an indie developer, go to all your local game jams. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, definitely, definitely. Like go, go hop on Reddit, hop on Facebook. Just like yeah, set yourself up there, be sociable. So this brings up a uh, a point I wanted to mention. So Colton, we met through Reddit, right? I mean, uh, yeah, I, I made a post to the R Indie Dev, and and you responded, yeah. and thank you for uh, responding to us. We really appreciated <laughs> it. We got two responses to that. Um, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so, but to talk a little bit about that. I, I hear a lot about from people, you know, about their local communities, their um, yeah. their their game jams, their those things. But do you find a lot of people through Reddit or other avenues? Because you know, I've had great success through Reddit. One of the yeah, members yeah, of my definitely. band is from Reddit. Yeah. You're from Reddit. I mean, I've actually had some great success from there. So yeah. Reddit, yeah, for me, um, my experience with it wasn't necessarily good for fostering the long-term uh, relationships with other devs and stuff like that. It was more just like feedback is the main thing for Reddit, gotcha. and um, yeah, and and promotion of course as well. But yeah, feedback's the main things, or even uh, solving problems. So I had a problem with my uh, re relaying some information, like I think it was health or whatnot with with the game uh arbalist uh, relaying the health information that was a big thing because when i first had it play tested it was all in a hud like at the bottom of the screen and um one of the main complaints was that their eyes were constantly darting from like one end of the screen to the other and i couldn't figure out this problem so i went to reddit to solve it and i was talking about it with a guy and it, this simple suggestion of moving all that information to the top of the screen because when a player looks at a screen their eyes tend to go from the top top left and they kind of scroll that way yeah mm. um so, so that simple thing, like that was like a really, really simple and uh, effective solution that I got from Reddit. So that's kind of what I use it for. It's kind of discussing problems and getting feedback on my games and stuff like that as well. So, that's yeah. very cool. That I hadn't really even, cool. yeah. you know, it's interesting. I hadn't even thought about using Reddit for a QA forum in that way. Yeah, yeah. Or like a game dev, like a game dev testing, basically. Like, hey, ch yeah. test this design. Tell me what you think. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a yeah, nice little really built-in cool. community for that. Yeah, well, um, so uh, I think we are just about at time, Colton. 
So we're gonna oh, all right, all right. We're gonna say thank you very much for uh, coming on today. And go ahead. No, and I'm glad to be on. Plug your game a little bit. Talk about Arbalist. Where yeah, can well, people we'll buy it? The links, so, Ar- but- yeah, Arbalist thirty thirty five. So it's out on itch and Zura and yeah, it needs to be greenlit. So get yeah, on go that. Vote. Guys. I voted vote. for uh, it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, cheers, guys. Yeah, cheers, man. Um, I hope you do great. I hope it goes really well. Yeah, it's a great party game. I agree. I think you have... uh, Pick it up. Pick it up and have some fun. It was two bucks on Desura, right? Yeah, so yeah, $2.50. And that's that's Australian. And that's Australian dollars. You use U.S. dollars. It was, yeah, he'll get yeah. like 20 extra cents. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. There you go. It was only two bucks yeah, so, on yeah. Desura. So just head to, yeah, I'll just plug my site. So, <laughs> so just head to www.bear-tooth.com and then yeah. all the stuff will be there. So, awesome. Yeah, and we'll sure. have, we'll have yeah. links in the description of this and everything. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so we'll, we'll make sure to, to get you all the plugs. And uh, thank you very much, Colton. It was great having you on. And yeah, uh, awesome. we, we look forward to watching. Uh, your future releases. If you ever get a game that you want to talk about again, you know, yeah. next time you get one, please come send on. Us, oh, send us sure. builds if you want feedback. We got. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give build feedback for sure. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. And, uh,